and justified. So what is up, guys? Um, welcome to uh, episode four of the Reborn and Justified podcast. It's been a it's been a really cool you know thing actually getting down and and doing this and man I'm still new at this but I'm really enjoying it and I, I realize it's been a while since I've done you know a podcast episode. It's been a while and there's some reason for that. You know we had a lot going on the past month or so and you know we had. My kids, they were finishing up, you know, school, or at least my oldest was, Bryson. He was finishing up his school, and, you know, my little girl, Bristol, she is, uh, was in gym, you know, she does gymnastics, so we had to finish up that season of gymnastics, had a big old recital for that, and, of course, my little boy, you know, he plays baseball, and, of course, I was a head coach, so we had to finish out the season on that, and now we're rolling into a new season of baseball, so we're playing summer ball, and we just had a, we've had a lot going on, right, and on top of that, as soon as I got out of school, we went to uh, Disney World. I'll get into that very, very soon. Trust me. And then, well, what what happened after Disney World? Oh yeah, I was sick for you know I've been sick. I've been battling some some sickness, so you can actually hear it, and you can kind of tell I'm really hoarse. But I couldn't wait any longer. I wanted to get through this episode. I wanted to get a new one out. I wanted to be able to share something with you guys. It's really been hitting home for me for the last you know couple weeks and kind of some things that I've actually seen and heard and talked about and read about and man I'm just ready to get it out ready to get it out and let you guys hear it so uh how's that how's it how you guys doing it's it's been a while since I've talked to you it's been a while since I've been on here and I just want I just want to know so with that being said if you're listening to this podcast right now write this down or type it in your phone if you're listening in your car or whatever you're doing Write this down. So if you have some questions, anything you want to say, anything you just that's on your mind, if you have like prayer requests, anything, send us an email at RebornJustifiedPodcast at gmail.com. That is RebornJustifiedPodcast at gmail.com. Send us, send us some stuff. I want to get to know you guys out there. We've had a lot of listeners, and it's been really cool. We've had some really great feedback, especially on the last episode where we talked about hunting. I really caught some some attention from the the hunters out there, and that was really cool. Especially, you know, reading what God said in, in Genesis three about everything that was going on, you know, at that time, and how you know He pretty much <clears throat> He pretty much told him was like, "Look, th- this is here for you to eat, so do it." And it, it was okay, right? So that was pretty a really cool episode to do, and I really enjoyed it, you know, because you know me and my son we hunt and. It's a part of our lives. It's a part of what we do. It's how we provide for our family. And I thought it was a really cool episode. But this episode we're going to get into today is pretty cool. And we're going to get pretty raw and we're going to get a little deep. We're actually going to not really go really negative about some things, but we are going to talk about some things that's negative in people's lives. Stuff that everybody in this world is going to battle. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care what your name is, male, female, Adult, elderly, young, it doesn't matter. You have faced this at one point in your life, and you're probably still facing some things now. And that's fear. Fear is something that is just part of life. It's part of everything that... 
that happens. It, it's just we're humans. It's who we are. It's what we're going to deal with every day of our lives. I don't care who you are. I know there's something deep down in your heart that you're scared of. And if you tell me you're not scared of anything, you just lied. Because you're scared of something. It doesn't matter who you are, especially if you're put to the test and you're, you're going through some trials or tribulations and you're definitely put to that moment where it's like, okay, I'm scared. There, there's some fear here. But on a good note is we don't need to fear we're actually told in the Bible not to fear. <clears throat> and the reason that it is is because we're rich in God's grace. And when I say the word rich, I don't mean money. I don't mean that at all. I mean, a lot of people, are, that's the first thing that comes to their mind when you're talking about being rich is, is money. And I have to tell you, it doesn't. The Bible don't it don't involve money. God's grace does not involve money. This is it's completely free, and it's something that you don't have to fear about, right? So we don't have to fear because we're in God's grace. Now we're going to get into some really cool things <clears throat> about this, and I got this little uh, story. In front of me here that I wanted to read to you guys, and it was, it was really, really cool. It was a really cool story about, you know, fear and kind of what it is and maybe kind of give you some some hints on where we're going with the story. <clears throat> so, have you ever been scared? Right? We've all been scared. And I mean scared to the point to where you're feared for your life. Several years ago, alongside others on a mission trip in London... We were doing some prayer walking one afternoon in an area full of mosquitoes and protesters that were in the street. As we walked down and we prayed for God to move in that area, we began hearing shouts from groups of men across the street, kill the Christians, kill the Christians, kill the Christians. And they were pointing at our little group while they were shouting all these words. Needless to say, that was very frightening at a moment for our group. I hurried up the group. I told them to hurry along. And we left the area immediately. As we later reflected on what happened, we realized we didn't have to be afraid because we were told in the Bible, for those who followed Jesus, they would face times of prosecution, but he would be with them. In the message, God gave the church of Smyrna. That's the message we're going to talk about today. So remember that, Smyrna. We will learn that we can stand strong in the face and the fearful situations. We are truly rich. There's that word again, rich in God's graces. And I don't mean money. It's in your heart. It's in your heart. That was a cool little passage. I got, I got a little book in front of me <clears throat> on some notes on a lot of stuff I'm going to talk about today. And this is actually the same lesson I actually taught in Sunday school this past Sunday. And it was really cool. I thought it was a really good point, especially for the times that we're going through right now. I mean, look at COVID. Look at everything that's going on in the government and, I mean, society in general. I mean, the racism, the, the protesting, everything that you're seeing on the news. I mean, it, it's fearful. It makes, me, it makes me 
fearful for for myself, my 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 family, my friends, people I don't even know. It's crazy. So as we turn into the book of Revelation, right? We're going to if you have a Bible, that's cool. If you don't, that's fine. You can just follow along with me. I'm going to read you about four or five verses here in the book of Revelation chapter 2. Right? So starting in verse verse 8. So God is speaking to the church of Smyrna, right? And this church was was very fearful but faithful at the same time, right? <clears throat> and he had spoke to a church before before writing a letter to the church of Smyrna. He had wrote a church to Ephesus, a letter to the church of Ephesus, you know, pretty much speaking to them about love. But at this point, he's actually talking to them about fear. So starting in verse 8, in Revelation 2, And unto the angel of the church of Smyrna, write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and alive. I know that works in tribulations and poverty. There's that word poverty. But thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them, which they say are Jews, and are not, but the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, yet ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation for ten days. Be thou faithful until death, and I will give thee the crown of life. And he that heareth this, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And he that overcometh shall not be hurt for the second death. It's pretty powerful. Pretty powerful stuff. So if you don't really understand kind of what's going on there, is that, you know, the the Christians, you know, was really facing some, some trials and tribulations here. And the crazy thing is, is Jesus knew about it. Jesus knew exactly what was going on. And, man, it's just... It's just crazy. So just to give a little backstory of the Church of Smyrna. So the Church of Smyrna was located in a unique city. Smyrna was a it was a harbor city located about 35 miles northwest of Ephesus. At the time, and that time back in those days, Smyrna was considered one of the grandest cities in the entire Roman Empire containing beautiful architecture. But what the really cool thing is is you know, Smyrna is Greek for, for myrrh, which is, an, which is an ointment or an oil, right? And that oil was actually used for the burial of the dead. So whenever Jesus was actually crucified and they laid him in a tomb, if you read in the book of John, it talks about Nicodemus actually bringing that oil and putting it on Jesus' body whenever he was placed into the tomb, which was really cool. And I don't know about you guys, but my wife love some some oils right that essential oil stuff i'm sure you guys know exactly what i'm talking about and that stuff is ugh, it's god awful there's, there's there's some that's really cool i guess i like the lemon one but every time it seems like i get a headache my wife shows peppermint at my nose so you know that's just kind of how it goes right but yeah the, so that's kind of where we're, where we're at with that but <clears throat> you know one question that i that i have is you know, what are some fears that you guys had to overcome? I'll tell you a funny story. I told you that I went to Disney World, right? And so we were we were staying in the, in the Disney Caribbean Beach Resort, which was, you know, it's a Disney resort inside, you know, of Disney World itself. 
or around Disney World, I guess you would say. And uh, so the first time that that we had went to we had went to Animal you know not Animal Kingdom but Magic Kingdom the first day and the second day we went to Animal Kingdom, which was a um, a park you know it had like zoos and animals and all that stuff. But the only way we could well we chose to ride this craziness stupid thing called a Skyliner to get to this park. Okay. Now there's there's a skyliner that goes it goes multiple multiple directions. You got one that goes to Animal Kingdom, you got one that goes to Epcot. So <clears throat> we got on this thing and I don't like heights. Okay. That's that's my fear. You know, I told you that everybody has fears. I'm gonna be honest with you. My fear is heights. I cannot stand heights. That is the one thing that I cannot stand is heights. I am terrified of heights, and the way I see it, God gave me two feet and a ground to walk on. That's the, the way I need to stay. So our second day, we went to Animal Kingdom, and we had we rode the Skyline. They wanted everybody wanted to ride the Skyline over there, and I was like, okay, I can do it. it ain't gonna be that bad. It's enclosed, and blah blah blah. And I was fine until it went up, and then I noticed I was pretty pretty scared. I dealt with it. I dealt with it okay, because it it was only like maybe. 35, 40 feet off the ground. And I was like, okay, I can tolerate it. We'll do it. But on the way back, I got a little scary coming back too. Right. So that was kind of my experience. And I overcome it and I was okay, I guess. I was freaking out a little bit. I wish that I wouldn't have wrote it. But, you know, we'd come back, we'd done the park all day and we'd come back and me and Kelly and the kids, we decided to go eat at Disney Springs, and we were over there just kind of shopping and walking around and doing different things. And then I quickly realized that the food that we had ate for supper really made me sick. And I was sick to my stomach pretty bad. And so the next day, they were like, we're going to go to Epcot. Well, the only way you can get to Epcot is actually riding the Skyline, which is a different one. It leaves out from the same spot, but it goes a different direction, Right. And I told I told Kelly and kids like I don't feel like riding the skyline, you know what? Y'all go on without me because I don't feel good. I'll sit at the room. If I decide to come, I'll come. Well, later I decided to come by myself, and I had to ride this thing by myself all the way over there. Now Kelly told me she was like, "Just be prepared. This is like twice as high as the other one, and halfway through it's going to make a ninety degree turn to come to the park." And I said, okay, I think I can get ready for this, maybe. And I wasn't ready for it. I, I wasn't ready at all. I was freaking out. And the only thing that I found out to actually help me through that whole situation was I put my earbuds in. I just sang as loud as I could, right? Because I do, I do like to sing. And that's one thing that I've always been fairly good at is, is singing. And I can't sing right now because, of course, I'm hoarse. Or I would just sing you a little tune. But, you know, maybe one day we'll do that. And... I was freaking out. Oh, my goodness. I was freaking out. So I'm sure the people in front of me and the people behind me were like, what in the crap is going on here? And when I got to, (laughs) when I finally got to the park, I was a nervous wreck. My feet, my my socks were like completely soaked from, you know, from just being nervous, my my, I'm just going to be flat out honest with you. My boxers was just completely drenched from 
I guess me just like just pushing down the seat, like hoping that I wasn't going to fall off because you're like a hundred foot in the air riding across this thing. And the only thing holding you is like a two inch cable. That's it. Okay. End of story. It's not for me. And, uh, so I, I was pretty well tore up, right? Inside, outside, I was freaking out. My blood pressure was probably through the roof, which I got, Who I'm nervous about just talking about it. <laughs> But when I finally got to the park, it was kind of funny. It was almost like I graduated high school or college again because my wife was sitting there waiting on me, and she was like, oh, my goodness, Cody, congratulations. And she gave me this big old hug like I'd done something so amazing. And I felt fine. I felt great about it, and I felt proud of myself because I overcome my fear even though I was freaking out the whole time. I was freaking out. But then we went on through the park. And we did our thing, right? We did our thing. We rode rides. We ate lunch and did all this cool stuff. And then it was time to come back. I was I was kind of worried. I was. And here's why I was worried. Because I just experienced this traumatic scenario. <laughs> by myself and I didn't I didn't tell you this but you know going over there you're passing over interstates you're passing over all these trees you're 100 foot in the air like I said and you, it's just it's a scene if you're scared of heights it's a scene you just don't want to look go through right but we're coming back and you know Epcot if you don't know it closes later so we're coming back and it's actually dark and I was like well maybe it's not going to be so bad because if I can't see it then I don't have to believe it Right. So I got this this state of mind where I was like, I'm good for it. I'm good. I'm game. Let's go to it. Let's do this thing. Let's just get back to the park or back to our room. And this day will be over with. Right. Because the rest of the week, we don't have to ride this thing no more. And we will be good to go. And I was fine. Believe it or not, I was actually really, really comfortable. I was really confident. And I was completely good because I couldn't see anything. It was pitch black dark. (laughs) <laughs> and just as the devil just slaps me right in the face this skyline comes to a stop and i'm like okay and the minute it comes to a stop i take a deep breath i'm like okay we stopped by the time i could get we've stopped out of my brain talking to myself kelly says cody don't look down what do i do i look down And when I look down, I lie to you not, guys. I lie to you not. There is a six-lane interstate right underneath me. (laughs) And the first thing I think of is, okay, this cable is going to break. I'm going to fall. I'm going to die impact. And then my my soul is going to leave my body. (laughs) And I'm going to watch my body get drugged for miles and miles down the road by tractor and trailers, cars, and and everything. I was freaking out and I, I I started getting sick and Kelly had to give me a bag. I didn't throw up though. I did not throw up. I felt like I was going to throw up. My mouth was already watering. I was actually to that point and the thing started moving and these things move fairly, fairly quickly for what they are. Luckily the lights from the interstate disappeared and it started turning black again and I was fine. But at that moment, you know, I was just sitting there thinking like, 
Oh my goodness. This is like one of the biggest trials that I've been through on this trip. It was like the, the most terrifying thing I've been on this trip. And by the time I got to the end of it, I was fine. I was okay. I done said like four or five prayers by this time. And I realized that I was going to be okay. And I realized I was going to be okay because number one, I know I'm saved. Number two, because I'm saved, I know where I'm going. And number three, since I know where I'm going, it's a lot better than this place on earth, especially at this time. I was okay with it. And I'm not trying to say that like I, I want to like die or anything because I don't. But I'm just saying as a spiritual standpoint in my relationship with Jesus, I know what happens next. I know what happens next and I'm okay with it. Right? So, but the crazy thing is, we are told to fear none. Fear none. We are told repeatedly in Scripture. A matter of fact, we're actually told like 365 times in the Bible not to be afraid because Jesus reminded us that the believers, in, even in Smyrna, of that truth. And if you don't really know kind of what I'm talking about in Smyrna, just to give you a little story was, you know, that, that man, that church in Smyrna had, had went through some crazy stuff. And if you, if you don't really know what's kind of going on here, just to give you a backstory, the Jews there, the Jews in Smyrna back in that time hated the Christians hated them and even though like I said you know even though the church wasn't very rich far as money wise goes they were rich in God's graces because they remained faithful through the whole thing I mean it's just crazy how how we, we as people just we forget really easily on on some things and how we just during the moment we can just kind of forget what God really tells us. And it's not because we mean to. It's just we're human. Right? But like he said in verse number 10, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison. And not, I'm not talking about literally prison, but prison meaning like your fears, you're maybe going through something really deep and you feel like you can't escape it. Like you really can't escape it. And you're going to be, while you're in that prison or that, that bad time in your life, you're going to go through even more trials and more tribulations. And you think that it's never going to end. But I will tell you this, if you remain faithful to God, and just listen to what Jesus tells you and the way he guides you through all of this. You're going to you're going to be OK. I mean, he says it right there in verse 10 in Revelation. Stay faithful unto death and I will give thee as in you and me and everybody in this world who is faithful to him. He will give you the crown of life. And what that means is you will inherit the kingdom of God. 
That's pretty cool stuff. That right there is a message. A message that is just so overwhelming, right? I mean, it's like this. <clears throat> if if a guy, if you know, let's just give you a real question here. So if if you're out in town, you got your family with you. Now I don't know if you could be your you know your husband or your your wife or maybe maybe it's just you know your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever it may be let's say y'all are just walking in the store you're leaving the store you've done major a couple of purchases you're going back to your vehicle a guy comes up to you or a female somebody working for the devil doing sinful things comes up to you holds you at gunpoint and he tells you Give me all your money or you're going to die. Right? But what you don't know is that he's going to kill you either way. Now, you're still going to be scared. You're still going to be fearful because who wouldn't be fearful with a gun right in their face? But if you can just open your eyes, open your ears, and listen to what Jesus tells you when you're reading your Bible, he tells you not to be fearful stand tall be brave eyes on him hearts on him and even if you do suffer a physical death you're still going to inherit that kingdom of god the crown of life christ promised the crown of life to those who remain faithful to him even if it cost them their life even if it cost him their life. And like that church in Smyrna, you know, the Jews were trying to kill them. They were, I mean, you name it, they they did it to them. Like a little a little cool little story about, you know, the church of Smyrna, you know, back in that in that book, there was a priest named Polycarp. And, you know, he was a pastor at the church of Smyrna for several years after Jesus actually sent the message to the church. And Polycarp refused to follow the demands by the Roman um by the Romans and their and their laws, and he remained his faith unto Jesus, and proclaimed, you know, that he was Lord and everything. And they actually threatened to burn him at stake, and yet he still remained strong in his faith. He remained strong in his faith, and his words to them says, "You threaten me with fire, which burns me for a little while, but is soon to be extinguished out." Because you don't know the judgment of fire and the internal punishment that is reserved for the ungodly. What are you waiting for? Do as you wish. He pretty much told them. I mean, they were pretty much holding a gun to his face. And he was like, kill me. Do it. Can you be that faithful? Can you be that fearless it'd be hard i have to say it'd be hard but christ promised us crown of life to those who remain faithful even if it cost them their life that is some crazy cool overwhelming blessing loving oh it's amazing stuff but while the church of Smyrna may have wanted a message of deliverance. You know, speaking of those times, they wanted a message of deliverance and they wanted good news. 
you know, during their trials, even though they're accept, you know, accepting all this bad stuff that was happening to them, the word they received was a message of endurance. And that word of endurance was the encouragement to keep them pressing on through the trials and tribulation. And it made them faithful. So even though you're dealing with things in life that are just completely beat you down to the ground, you've got to remain faithful. I'll give you a really raw and a real story, something that, that I've, I have went through, me and my wife have went through together. And to be honest with you, I'm not, it, it, it just, it's hard, it's hard to explain but after dealing with the trials and the, and the tribulations that me and my wife have went through our first five years of marriage is unexplainable. And nobody who was newly wedded within those first five years and still experiencing marriage for the first time and learning each other and growing to each other and just beginning that new life as one should never have to go through the things that we have went through. So I'll give you a little I'll give you a story here and. It's, it's, it's crazy, you know, so a few years ago, it'd be four, four years, something like that. <clears throat> she was pregnant with Bristol. She was about seven and a half months pregnant with Bristol. Well, going on eight months, actually. Eight months pregnant with Bristol. And we get the, we get a phone call that, you know, her grandpa's in the hospital. He had failed and he had his head and. He he wasn't gonna make it, and and he didn't. After after a couple of days in the hospital, he he didn't make it. And you know her her grandfather was a well known man in the county, and he was an established man in the county. You know not po- you know politic wise or anything, but he was a farmer and he was well known and he had a, a lot of land and and everything you can imagine a farmer would have right everything acres acres and acres of land and, and all this equipment and stuff and. So we have to start dealing with that estate and we have to start, you know, taking everything one at a time as a family, doing everything we can. And two weeks after her grandpa died, her dad died. So it's like, bam, smack in the face, another death in the family, not even 15 days apart from each other. And we're facing all this together as a married couple pregnant second child and we don't know what to do we're young we can't even enjoy our marriage together because we're having to deal with all these trials and tribulations so we're, we're dealing with this and, <clears throat> and i'm not i'm not going to get into the financial standpoint but i can tell you this that we have went through the financial extreme top of mount everest that you can think of to get by these past three or four years. I have sold things that, that I thought I would never sell in my lifetime. I have pushed money over to the side. I've done extra things just to get us by, by a penny, by a penny, you know, and, and whenever these, whenever these people pass away that you love, you don't expect it to happen and you don't expect it to to really be a part of what you have to go through, but it's stuff that happens because it's life. 
but you don't expect it to happen to you. Not that fast. So as we're dealing with this and we're going through all these trials and tribulations, we're fighting with, with lawyers and not really fighting with them, but going back and forth with them. We're going back and forth between family. Family starts dividing, not internally with our family, but other families of that family. And, you know, this family's on this, you know, and it just, it's, it's just a, a, an overwhelming process. And I hope that if somebody you love and you're close to and you know that you're probably going to inherit some things from them please make sure just a side note here make sure they have a will and what everything goes to who gets what and all this stuff because we didn't really have none of that we had to wing all this so that's why we had to go through all these trials and tribulations and i tell you the crazy thing that the crazy thing that is is she's pregnant she's dealing with this thing i feel bad for her because she has lost her her grandpa her dad's dad. And then two weeks later, she loses her dad. She's pregnant. We don't know what to do. We are a... It's just hard to explain. But I told you we're going to get raw. And we are. Not even three and a half weeks later. We go to the doctor. To check on, on Bristol. You know, we know she's a, a little girl. Her, her due date's not until March 28th. We go in there for a checkup, and they say, go home, pack your bags, come back to the hospital. We're having a baby today. This is three and a half weeks early from the due date. We're not even ready for a baby. We're still dealing with estate stuff. We're still dealing with deaths in the family. We hadn't even finalized funerals. We hadn't. It's overwhelming. I couldn't tell you how many times that I, I just looked and I asked the questions, why, why us, why now, what can we, what can we do, how can we fix it, where do we go, who do we talk to, blah, 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 I mean, you name it, we, we've looked at it, we've done it, we've asked it, and here we are dealing with two funerals, a baby coming right now, you know, at this time. We don't even have a nursery ready. We don't even have a bag packed. We're not even ready for a baby because everything we've been going through. But we have to keep going. We have to keep pushing. You know why? Because time don't stop and the day's going to come. The next day's going to come no matter if you like it or not. It's going to come. And to be honest with you, everything we had been through, we're just like, what? what's next? What's going to happen next? How are we going to handle it? We know how to handle this. We're not good at it. But how do we handle this part? And you don't, you don't really realize how fearful you are. Even if, even, even when you do have your eyes on God, you still don't understand how much fear can process in your body until you go through real tribulations and real trials. But I can tell you this, after dealing with all of that, Dealing with a new baby coming in and still dealing with all this other stuff. Kelly and I have remained faithful to one of each other. Our love has grown probably stronger than any marriages I've seen around us. Yeah, I mean, we have our problems. We have our arguments. It's, that's just how it goes. But I can tell you right now, I love her 10 times more now. Well, I, 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 not even 10 times. I mean, it's more than that. Like It's, it's hard to explain in words 
But going through that with her, it brought our marriage closer. And I know that's besides the point, but we remained faithful to, to God. Even though we had all these questions, we still remained faithful. We still prayed to him. We still pushed each other to be faithful. And we become faithful more to each other. We love Jesus more. You know, I'm not saying we didn't love Jesus then, but you, you learn to grow that relationship on your understandings and you learn to adapt to what he throws at your way because at the end of the day, no matter what you go through, he's still going to be there with open arms. And I'm sorry I had to beat around the bush. I had to get a little raw with you. I had to get a little sad with you, but I had to give you a real story for you to understand. And until you go through all that, and I hope I hope none of you do, and I hope that if you do go through it, you have it a lot easier than I did. But I can make you this one promise, my friends. Remain faithful to him, and he'll guide you through it. And he did. He got us right. He guided us so many through many things. It's not even funny. We were able to <clears throat> refinance a home and have this this beautiful home with our family. We were able to be able to live, you know, now we were able to go and do things. We're able to be financially stable, even though then we were so financially a disaster. We were like Hurricane Katrina disaster. But now as we've accepted it and we've remained faithful, everything's coming easier as it comes. And it's easier to accept because I know at the end of the day, no matter what happens that day, when I lay my head down at nighttime and I say my prayer, I still thank God for that day. Even if I had a bad day, I still thank him for it. And I thank him for waking me up on the next morning because I know no matter what happens, he's still going to be there and he's still going to love me the same as he did yesterday, as he does today and as he will tomorrow and forever. Because I know if I remain faithful to him, when I actually die in this lifetime, hopefully many years from now, I will inherit the beautiful thing called the kingdom of God. It's heaven. So just just remember that. Keep your eyes and your faith on him. Always. And he'll see you through. I mean, it's just how how it goes. I mean, and sometimes we don't understand. We don't have we don't have answers. We don't we don't. It's just you never know what you're going to have to deal with, and you're not going to have the answers for it until you go through it. <coughs> Excuse me. But he that overcometh all this stuff shall not hurt of a second death. <coughs> so, and just to kind of give you like a second death kind of thing on what I mean by that. And that was, that was verse 11. You know, I read that at the beginning of the passage. But the second death is spiritual. You shall not hurt from a second death. Is what it, that's what he says. So what just what Jesus says in verse eleven in the Revelation two we were reading that. <clears throat> Do you know what the second death is? The second death is spiritual. Now, now we can we can take this either way. 
Okay, I can say the third death. And I, that's how I'm going to explain it to you guys, the third death. So your first death is is spiritual. Okay? It's spiritual. Your second death is physical. Your third death, if you if you went through the first spiritual death, you you're not you're not going to have to suffer that third spiritual death. And what I mean by that is you guys need to go in up in your heart, accept Jesus Christ as your savior and that he had died for you in your sins and shed his blood on that cross. And you accept that and you become public with it and you become unashamed with it and you remain faithful to him the rest of your life. That old you dies. That's your, your first death. That old, that old you's gone. Right. Because you're reborn and you're justified. And the only thing you have to worry about now is your second death, which is your physical death. That's when actually you leave this earthly world that we call the United States of America in 2021 right now. That's your physical death. Okay. now, if you are saved and you know for a fact that you're going to inherit the kingdom of God, it says it in verse 11 that you're not going to experience that second death which he's meaning a spiritual death and what that means is is if you're not saved okay if you're not saved after you die and it becomes judgment time you're going to experience that that second death because you didn't accept the first one when you got saved and you experience that second physical death but you're going to experience that second spiritual death too. It, it could go both ways. Okay. You're only going, I mean, you're only going to have like two deaths. So you're going to either going to have, you know, your physical death and your spiritual death. Okay. But if you're saved, you're not going to experience that second physical spiritual death because you know why you're saved. You're going to heaven. But if you're not, if you're not, and you have to experience that second spiritual death, you're going to hell. And I hate to put it very bluntly, but that's what a that's what a problem that's the problem with a lot of people in this world. They they beat around the bush and they're like, "Oh, Jesus loves me and I can do all these things." And you are right. Jesus does love you. Jesus loves you more than you love yourself. But if you're not faithful, you're not saved. You're not going to inherit that kingdom of God. You're not going to get that crown of life. It's just that. It's how it is. And I hate to put it that way, but it's very blunt. And you need to hear the truth because a lot of people out here is not going to tell you the truth. A lot of these, a lot of these preachers out here that you see on TikTok and Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter, they're not going to tell you the truth. They're not going to break it down in your face, throw it right up in your chest and dig down deep into your feelings and tell you the God's honest truth. And that God's honest truth comes from your Bible. You've got to get saved. Now, you may say, Cody, I don't know how to get saved. <clears throat> well, I'm glad you asked that question. Because if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're not saved, we're going to say a prayer. Okay. And I want you to repeat after me, okay? So if if you if you're driving down the road right now and you're listening to this this podcast and you're or you're at home by yourself or with your family or whatever, if you're listening to this podcast and you know or you don't know 
if you don't know or if you know you're not saved, let's just pause. I want you to repeat after me. God, I know that I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I'm human. But God, I want you to know that I'm sorry for those sins and I ask you to please forgive me of those sins. God, I just ask you to open my heart and I want you to know that I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And that from here on out, I want to be your child of God. I want to live for you. I want to live for everything that you stand for. And I want to be saved. I give my whole heart to you in this body and soul and spirit of mine inside of me is not mine anymore. It belongs to you because you are the savior. Amen. It's that simple. It's, it's that simple. It's free. You don't have to pay anything to be saved. It's free. Salvation is free. You don't have to be rich, but if you said that prayer with me, you're rich in God's graces right now. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. You are reborn and you are justified. Now, if I can give you some advice, go get baptized. Wash those sins away. Refresh yourself. I think I'm going to leave it at that today. I mean, we talked about some dark stuff. Next time it's going to be really fun. I think I got my wife talked into coming on here with me. <laughs> we're just going to, we're going to talk all kinds of stuff next week. We'll talk about marriage and how we've experienced, you know, Christianity in our life and give you a little bit of story about us, where we kind of started and everything. Let's, uh, we're going to have a good episode on the next episode. Episode five, I'm really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget that if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to share a story, if you want to, even, you know, talk about maybe a fear in your life that, that you want other people to hear about. Maybe you want to reach and touch somebody from your story. Send it over, email it to us at RebornJustifiedPodcast at gmail.com. RebornJustifiedPodcast at gmail.com. Send us those emails. I want to hear from you. I want to know you. I want to understand my listeners. Maybe we can... Or maybe send send something you want me to talk about. Send something that you want me to talk about. I may not know everything about what you want me to talk about, but I'm just winging this thing. So if I can have some help, it'd be awesome. It gives me something and something to drive for, something to be excited for. So with that being said, I want to appreciate you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I want to thank you so much for showing the support. Please give it a share. Give it a like. Uh, I don't really have a Facebook page, but you're more than welcome to, you know, I need to start a Facebook page. I need to just quit beating around the bush. I need to start a Facebook page. I need to get it done. Thank you so much for everything. So, you know, always I like to close out with a prayer. So, Lord, I just want to thank you so much for this for this episode and this podcast. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you for everything you have given me, Lord. Thank you for showing me that even though that I have fears that if I remain faithful, God, that you're always there with me and you can see me through everything that I have dealings with. Lord, I just pray that you help each other. All of all of us deal with things that we deal with. And I ask you, Lord, please to just 
show us that we don't have to be scared. Show us that no matter what, you're there, open arms, and you're going to guide us through every step. Thank you so much for my life, Lord. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you for this podcast. Amen. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time on Reborn and Justified.